Are you ready? That's all over me. Let's, I know. We're yeah. back, back, back again. Back, 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 back. back. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just I wanted to turn it on. Yet. Oh, yeah. Got him. Gotcha. Sarah, and, and this is Dead Time Stories. Happy holidays. Happy, ho- oh, that's right. It's the day after Christmas. whatever you celebrate Christmas, Christmas, Christ bust, whatever you tell him to do, thing. he must do it. Uh, welcome to our podcast, everybody. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is a weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together and we talk about Ghost stories, paranormal, supernatural, true crime, all sorts of just generally eerie and weird things that mm. we are, whatever we want to talk whatever about. Whatever we want to talk about, because it's our show and not yours. Nah. Nah. Um, I'm still going to say welcome, but Sarah will tell you. Start at the beginning. <laughs> Go back to episode Go one. Go back to episode one, and then you can really see the downward spiral of what this <laughs> podcast is <laughs> appreciate where started from the started at five stars you know we thought the only place you could go was up and we were turns out we were like "Mm, no now we're hitting now we're here (laughs) um yeah what have you been up to just kidding um well i got my car towed last night (laughs) but we already talked about that i worked at a murder mystery for 86 ungrateful people hold on you're not recording Eric. I got it. Okay, try it again. Like, start talking. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Yeah, you're there. Good. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy, happy holidays. Yeah, it's the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas. For you guys. So, so far, we're still going into it. We are. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is a weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together and we share ghost stories. We talk about true crime, supernatural, paranormal, just the generally eerie and whatever weird stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. And we also fight with our audio equipment. Sometimes. It's what we like to do. You know, she just... she real feisty. <sighs> the audio equipment not Sarah, but Sarah's feisty, but Sarah's too. feisty she's, too. She's pretty spicy. It looks weird. Oh well. All right. Anyways, if you're new to the show, stop this episode and go back from the beginning. <laughs> is what I would say. Sarah would tell you yes that you have to start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. It's a good place, isn't it, to start something? Please. Your car got towed. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I lost Songbird. I feel off it. It's, we're off our game today, guys. It's it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. You remember how two episodes ago we said we were going to skip an episode? Never. We haven't skipped an episode. Last week doesn't count, everyone. We technically did not skip last week. You still got content. There was an episode. That's how I feel. There was another one, like, when we couldn't, when we had all our recording troubles. We were just like, I'm sorry, here's an Nicene tip. Yeah, exactly. Because we've recorded this three times. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember? Gosh, I remember. We've been through it. 2020 is wrapping up. No, it hasn't even started. Oh, shit. Oh, no. 
I'm already ready for it to be over. I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't work under these conditions. Yeah, it's about to be the roaring 20s. Roaring 2020. I can't believe that it's a new decade. That feels real weird. That feels really weird, but I'm trying to think about the growth that I've experienced over this past decade and uh, thinking that at least I'm going into this new decade at where I'm at now. And now I have another 10 years to get my shit together. Aw, it's so positive. Sure. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Glad um, I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm alive. Um, I have an iPad now. <laughs> I'm, learn- I'm learning some cool stuff on it. Um, I'm taking classes on Skillshare because I keep forgetting to turn my account off. <laughs> We'll figure that out next decade. But, you know, maybe they'll uh, sponsor this podcast. You should check out Skillshare. Skillshare is just $15 a month. Use the promo code DEADTIME. We wish. Just kidding. We it won't get you any sort of discount. They'll be like promo code not valid. But you know what? I can, if you reach out to me personally, I can send you a code for two free months of Skillshare. And there you it'll go. do me a favor. Shoot but us it'll an email. also do you a solid. So shoot us an email. Deadtime stories with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, but when I so gracefully lost Grace's song, <laughs> that was some bullshit. I, it was a bullshit uh, I call. I this podcast. She did. <laughs> Don't call it to it in case anybody who's a big fan of uh, Songbird checks this out. But uh, that's fine. That's nice. My opinion is. Like Katya and Hillary Clinton, you were robbed. Hey, I gotta stay humble because that's my personal brand. But I loved having total strangers tell me that I was robbed. You were robbed. She was robbed. Um, but no, it. You know, we knew pretty early in the season who was gonna take it home. But you should have been in the final. But not to that say was ridiculous. That's the part. Those yeah, this whatever. Dumb, 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 dumb. Anyways, on to better things. I don't have things. tea to sip, so I'm sipping my water. But Damn. I'm super excited about Lizard Raws, um, and that's going to be cool. I'm really excited right now to not have rehearsals for this week and next week. Woo! Um, a break. holiday. Right. And considering I've been doing Songbird since September, and I did, oh my god, Tear Behind the Walls through all of October. <laughs> And I've continued to do Songbird, uh, and now I've got Lizard of Oz coming up, so I've been, like, nonstop. Yeah. So I have this nice little two-week break <laughs> where Woo. I don't have any rehearsals or any performances. I do still have my day job, but only four days a week because <laughs> Christmas Day and New Year's Day. You know, the retail biz. It is what it is. It is what it is. But self-care and time off is But good. that's why I'm taking classes on Skillshare about See? expanding my brand and um, letting my creativity be my guide in uh, my next position. Look at you. So let's get let's get Dead Time Stories to a thousand Instagram followers. All and right. by our two year mark, which will be coming up in May, May. Uh, we'll have our our website fully. I love this. Fully up and going. I love that. I love the goals. We're saying it out loud. These so are, we'll make right, it happen. Saying it out loud. I'm putting it into the universe. Burr, burr, I'm, burr, I'm putting it in my burr. bullet journal, which I've also brought with me. Aww. I'm trying. I'm, I'm just, trying, damn it. I just am learning about like ghosts and murders and stuff. Yeah, sure. That's it. I'm trying, That's all I've been doing. I'm trying to learn how to market my brand. I, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but Dead Time Stories is part of that brand. Like Dead Time Stories is a brand. Mm-hmm. Kind of. The three-star content. We're trying. 
branding. And part of that is keeping our banter short and sweet. Yep. So, Sarah. Stephanie. Y'all ready, ready to, to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? Yeah. Should I go first since yes. mine's a little shorter? Sure. Yeah. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about some ghosts. Yes. I'm ready for some ghosts. Sarah, are you familiar with the Ghost Club, the London Ghost Club, sometimes it's called? Is it a club of only ghosts? No. <laughs> well, not only ghosts. I like that idea of, like, ghosts meeting for mixers. So it's a club of people. It started in 1862, and oh. you know, during the Victorian era. And they were really into ghosts and talking about ghosts and then talking about, like, different hauntings, whether or not they thought they were real, and trying to figure out, like, how to explain the weird phenomena that people were experiencing if they didn't think it was ghosts. So they, like, stole our brand. In the Victorian era, yes. 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 Which, Still counts. <laughs> and I know that you know a lot about the Victorian era and things that people were into at the time. Oh, yeah. But one of the big things that people were into uh, is spiritualism, which is, it's a belief in spirits and communicating with the dead and almost this belief. They believe in the spirit world, but it's not like a place where you just go and you live there forever. The spirit world exists in this world and it's this more of like an idea that spirits continue to evolve so like the spirit world is just like the next phase of life when you huh. turn from a person into a spirit huh it's so an interesting way to look at it right so it's part of the belief of spiritualism so there were many many famous members of the ghost club but perhaps the most famous is Charles Dickens. <laughs> he was one of the original founding members of the Ghost Club. Hell yeah, he was. But other famous people, um, mostly writers, include uh, Charles Babbage, uh, W.B. Yeats, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who's huh. the creator of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes correct. Uh, there were a lot of famous people who, at some point or another, were part of the Ghost Club. And like I said, they were really into... Like, debunking mysteries or, like, solving things together. Yeah. And Dickens was a huge part of it. And, in fact, when he died, they actually dismantled the club. But then it's been, like, re they brought it back in, like, 1882. And it's gone in and out of existence since the time. But he was one of the most famous members and one of the founders. And he was basically the backbone of, of the, the organization. Club. It's considered to be... The oldest uh, paranormal investigation organization. So, like, it was one of the first, at least, like, that people know about, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it started with... It was formed by scholars at the Trinity College in, in Cambridge, including Charles Dickens. It was originally formed to expose hoaxes and frauds. And they exposed the Davenport Brothers Spirit Cabinet, which was, like, a popular thing at the time. The Davenport Brothers were a pair of brothers who were, like, we would think of them more now, like, as magicians, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they were, like, this pair of traveling brothers who talked about, because they were all in spiritualism, how they were able to communicate with the dead. And the spirit box was this, like... I read about it, but I feel like I guess I'd have to see it to understand what it means. Because reading about it, I was like, I don't get it. It sounds like it's a box that they open, and then it looks like things fly out of it. But, like, it's all an illusion. Like, it's hmm. not real. But Weird. It, but it looks like the spirits are, like, pulling, like, a shoe out of the box and a guitar out of the box or whatever. But I don't... Weird. I, I didn't understand it enough to know how it worked. But huh. I do know that it was fake and that the... 
<laughs> I almost called them the Ghostbusters. They're the original Ghostbusters. Basically. The, the, uh, the Ghost Club exposed them and, like, told everybody how it worked and, like, blew people's minds. I think of them as, like, the, uh, the mystery gang. Yeah, they were kind of, like, I, they're very much, they like, ripping this, the yes. mask off of them and they were, like, that's fake! Exactly. I was going to compare them, yes, to the, the gang from Scooby-Doo and their mystery machine, but they're all about, like, exposing the the ghosts and stuff. I love but, that. But uh, Dickens, is well, he's famous for writing and specifically writing a lot of ghost stories. We've got the mo- his most famous, of course, is A Christmas Carol, which is relevant to, like, what just happened, mm-hmm. which was Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I was like, what, what else just happened? just happened? No, Christmas. Christmas just happened. Christmas. Um, but he... Also had a really famous ghost story called The Signalman, which apparently, like, inspired him to also go on to write A Christmas Carol. But he wrote lots of ghost stories. And he's known for being, like, a very scientific man. Like, he believed in science. He believed in cold, hard facts. And that was part of why they founded the Ghost Club, was to, like, expose frauds. Mm -hmm. But he still did believe in ghosts. Yeah. Even though he didn't really have... um, like an answer. He didn't really have an answer, right. He And he said that there are, like, you know, some things that can't be explained by science, but most things can. So, like, they can expose frauds and they can still believe that there are things that they can't explain. But, yeah, I'm like, was, I'm, pfft, I'm totally down with the cult. Right. I was like, I'm in there. That's <laughs> And he was super, super skeptical um, and said that anything that was brought to them, anything about these ghosts, like, they had to approach it from a scientific standpoint and Mm -hmm. they would look into every part of it that they could to try and disprove it but conversely they had to accept the fact that there were some things that they absolutely just could not explain wow Uh, yeah exactly i like that you know also with charles dickens there used to be and i think some people still do it but there was an old victorian tradition that on christmas eve everyone sat around like the fire and told ghost stories yeah i love that so Dickens attended numerous seances. Mm. Were Ouija boards around at that time? I hope not. I don't know if like the modern Ouija board, but I'm sure some sort of spirit box. Yeah. Some sort of it's whatever called something you do. Right. like spirit writing or whatever. So remember you asked about like if it was a club of ghosts? Mm-hmm. Well, everyone who was in the ghost club who died was thought to cons- to still be at the meetings like it was Aww. just kind of assumed that if you were in the ghost club and you died your ghost was going to keep coming to the ghost club like you were still an active member in the ghost club you're like jeremy bentham yes like still showing up uh so among other things and science right he was also a believer in hypnotism which i from what i know about hypnotism from studying in psychology it does work but you Used can't hypnotize anyone against their will yeah so like i feel like you see in like sci-fi movies and stuff where they like hypnotize people and turn them into like robots or whatever but they're like you know no no don't do it and they're like yes look into my eyes but you can only hypnotize somebody who wants to be hypnotized Mm -hmm. but it does work um but he used to hypnotize his wife to help her with her migraines Hmm. which i was like hmm that's interesting sweet so when Dickens died, it said that five days later, his ghost showed up to a seance to uh, t- 
to better clarify the ending of the book he'd been working on, which <laughs> is The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Yep. That was his last book. Um, and apparently he hadn't quite finished it when he died. And his ghost showed up to be like, hey, I wasn't done. This is what I want to say. Right. And to like clarify, like, okay, I remember this part was great. Actually, it's because I stopped it. So he came back from the dead to tell people... Um, how the book was supposed to end because he, he hadn't had, finished it. He had unfinished business. He did have unfinished business, and it was a book. And he was like, listen, I know how this ghost shit works. Let me come back. I got to get these things done, and then we'll be done here. So um, he had a problem with people mixing up all the different kinds of, like, well, what we do here. We mix up all kinds of stuff, right? We talk about ghost stories. We talk yeah. about urban legends. We talk about true crime. Like, we mix up all the things. And he said that people who are into science and, like, into solving things that way don't have an appreciation for things that they can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it caused them to, like, lump all those things together with, like, with, like, magic and fairy tales, and that that was, like, a big mistake people made, right? And he said, I do get angry sometimes when people are very quick to dismiss the paranormal. I've had arguments with people in the past to, when you talk about it, immediately dismiss it without letting you get a chance to explain. I end up just saying to the people, if you want to dismiss it, that's fine. But I always finish my saying to them, if you ever experience anything in the future that you can't explain, come back and talk to me. Yeah. I like him. Me too. I like him. (laughs) Um, But that is Charles Dickens and his club, the Ghost Club. And his Ghost Club. And they were into ghosts and shit. And I like that. I want to be. Can we call our listeners the Ghost Club? Can we be the Ghost Club? Well, you, you all would be the Ghost Club. You, the listeners. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, what? Me all? No, you all. The people you listening. You all. The Ghost Club. Let us know how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. If you hate it, keep it to yourself. Just kidding. Give us a five-star review where you talk about how much you love being a member of the Ghost Club. Yes, please. Sarah. Stephanie. What, what are you talking about this week? Okay, well, give me one second to flip the pages in my book because they're loud. Okay. So, I'm talking about a true crime. Love it. Now. I'm going to start with this. Have you seen or have you heard of the new Netflix docuseries, Don't Fuck With Cats? Mm, I heard about it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. so I'm trying to remember if it was you or Christina that mentioned it to me. It probably wasn't me because I just watched it yesterday and Mary Angela mentioned it to me. And I saw something else online about it, but I didn't know what it was about. Um, and then Mary Angela messaged me and she was, this is what it's about. You need to check it out. It's crazy. It's three episodes and it is crazy. And that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. What I'm talking about is referenced in that. And that's when I was like, oh, right. I know about this story and this story is crazy. Okay. So if you get a chance, watch Don't Fuck With Cats. It can be a little disturbing, but it's insane. And it's three episodes all on Netflix. In that, they talk about how this guy, um, who's the murderer and don't fuck with cats, has this obsession and this huge interest in serial killers. And he's Canadian. So today, I'm going to talk to you about the Ken and Barbie killers. Does that sound familiar at all? It sounds familiar. Does the name Carla Homoka sound familiar at all? Again, sounds familiar. Yeah. It's also known as the schoolgirl murders. 
<laughs> all of it like rings bells, but I'm like, you're like, gonna have I don't to start know. talking about it. yeah, because I don't we'll just, know. Yeah, I was like, we'll just start from the beginning. So yes, this they um this is a murderous couple, which we haven't done a lot of, I was realizing, and I'm like, there's a ton there of them ton out of there them. that just like pair up and they're like, You wanna do this? Let's do this. And it's like, oh no, go to therapy. Um so they are Paul Bernadar Bernardo and Carla Homoka. And they were known as the Ken and Barbie killers because they were like a picture perfect couple, blonde hair, blue eyes. He was like a salesman. She worked in, as a vet tech. They oh seemed very happy, very, yeah, just picture perfect. Um, they met in October of 1987 and then they were engaged in December of that year. But things aren't always what they seem to be or else we wouldn't be talking about them. So Paul, he was all kinds of fucked up even before he met. Carla, his dad, who wasn't actually his dad, was like sexually abusive to his sister. And so he's like all just messed up. But when him and Carla met, apparently they found in each other their like sadistic sexual tendencies. Oh, yeah. But she couldn't totally please him. So she said, it's okay if you need to go somewhere else to like take care of it. Basically saying, it's okay if you need to go and like rape other girls, which is what he did. So between 1987 and 1990, there were a string of vicious rape attacks in a town called Scarborough, um, right outside of Toronto. And he was holding these girls at like knife point and taking them either to like a car or somewhere and raping them all the while with Carla's permission. The police get like composite sketches of him it looks like Paul, there are at least three people who call in saying, we think that the person you're looking for is Paul Bernardo. So the police call him in for questioning in 1990. And they questioned him for a total of 35 minutes. He offered up DNA. He offered a forensic swabbing. Um, and even made jokes about how the sketch really does look like him. <laughs> But they found him to be convincing and they let him go and they took the DNA. And because of timing and the lab being backed up, that DNA was not run for like another three or four years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So in the summer of 1990, Paul develops this attraction to Carla's younger sister, Tammy. Now, the reasoning behind it was that Paul was upset that Carla, when they met, she was not a virgin. And so Carla thought, well, I know that you like Tammy. Tammy's a virgin. Let me offer up my sister's virginity as a surrogate to tell you, like, I'm sorry that I'm not a virgin, but I can give you this. So they make a plan and they invite Tammy over for dinner and they put Valium in her spaghetti and they drug her. Mm -hmm. And then Paul proceeds to rape her while she's unconscious but only for about a minute before she starts to wake up again and they have to like abort the plan right so at that point tammy gets away but doesn't know she has no idea so they of course try to go for round two and they decide to do it on december 23rd of 1990 after a family christmas party paul and carla had been drugging tammy with her drinks, they gave her drinks spiked with Halcyon, um, which is a sedative that Carla stole from the vet's office that she worked at. So they were spiking her drinks all night. And when the family went to bed, they took Tammy down to the basement 
where Carla held a cloth soaked in halothane, which is another sedative she got from the vets, over her mouth until she lost consciousness. Both of them then proceeded to rape and assault her while she's unconscious until at some point Tammy began to vomit and started choking on her own vomit. Paul says that he tried to revive her, but it was too late at that point, and Tammy died at the hospital later that night. Yeah. Her death was ruled as a complete accident, that she drank too much, was too drunk, and vomited and choked on her own vomit, and her death was from asphyxiation. Even though there were chemical burn marks on her cheeks from the cloth being held over her face, they just associated that with, like, the gastric juices in her vomit as burning her face. Oh, my God. And so Paul and Carla walked away. Yeah. And that was her sister. Mm-hmm. In June 14th of 1991, Leslie Mahaffey was trying to get into her parents' house after coming home from a friend's wake when she was coerced at knife point by Paul Bernardo into his van. Paul then brought her back to the house where him and Carla repeatedly raped and assaulted her over the course of several days, videotaping all of the encounters. So they also videotaped the encounters with Tammy as well. So they videotaped everything for some reason. I mean, like, I guess I get it. Like, people like to say that to watch again. But I'm just like, if you were going to get caught, like, that everything is right there. Yeah. Anyways, um, unfortunately, they eventually... Murdered Leslie and Paul dismembered her corpse, put it in concrete, pieces of concrete, and then they threw it into the nearby lake. On June 29th of 1991, so like two weeks later, Paul and Carla got married in a beautiful ceremony. And at the same time, same day, a couple was canoeing in the lake and they came across pieces of Leslie and they came across the chunks of concrete on April 16th of 1992 Carla kidnapped a 15 year old Kristen French from a church parking lot on the pretext of needing directions she then brought Kristen back to the house where her and Paul again tortured raped and humiliated the teen over the course of several days they say that French fought the hardest to survive out of all the girls, but she was eventually murdered by the couple on Easter Sunday before heading to a family dinner. And her body was later found in a ditch in Ontario on April 30th, not too far from the lake where Leslie was found. In January of 1993, Carla finally apparently has enough and leaves Paul after multiple physical abuse attacks. The last one left her hospitalized with fractured ribs Two, uh, I read one that said like her occipital bone had been fractured. So like he hit her with a flashlight in the head so hard that it cracked her, her eyeball bone. After that, she was done with him. Well, around this time, the police were closing in on Paul as their number one suspect in the Scarborough rape case. And they were finally able to run his DNA They got around to it and they found that he was guilty. So they approached Carla and she thought that they were wanting to talk about the fact that he'd beaten her. So she agreed to meet with them and talk. And when she got there, she realized that she was being approached by people investigating not only the the rapes, but also the murders. So she lawyered up real fast and then 
she spilled her guts and she snitched. Oh, yeah, she all did. All on Paul. Now, the thing that's really shitty, and she's known as Canada's most hated woman, is because she... Oh, she got probably a, got a sweet deal, if not immunity. She struck up a plea bargain. Yep, she struck a sweet, sweet deal. They offered her 12 years in prison, and that's it, If in exchange for her testimony against Paul. Mm-hmm. Now, this is before they had any of the videotapes. So Carla is coming to them playing the victim, playing the abused wife, right. saying she was forced to do this. Oh, yeah. She had to do this to keep him happy. He he was the one who had all of the sexual deviance. Like, that was all him. So while they're in the process of trying Paul and she's working on this plea deal, Paul tells his lawyer, hey, here's all the actual videotapes that the police didn't find when they searched the house. Here's where you have to go to find them. So Paul's attorney goes and finds these tapes. And when he realizes what's on the tapes, which is showing that Carla was a willing participant, if not also as as Paul was, for some reason, his lawyer at the time sat on the evidence and did not hand it over to the police. Then at some point during the trial, he stepped down as his lawyer and gave the tapes to the next one. And the next lawyer was like, we need to turn this in. But at that point... It was too late. They stuck by the deal that they gave her. She got 12 years in prison, and they were not going to retry her for those murders. They couldn't. So Paul was convicted on all counts, and he is currently serving a life sentence in prison with no parole and Mm -hmm. all of his appeals and everything get denied. She's got to be out by now. July 4th, 2005. Mm -hmm. Carla was released changed her name and has since remarried and has three children and she's living her life just fine like a normal yep canadian woman yep after killing her sister and again the videotapes show that she actively did it yeah and there are a few other instances where at some point in between their engagement and their marriage paul once again was like i need more crazy sex stuff And so Carla groomed this young girl who became a friend of hers and they would drug her and rape her. And the girl had no idea that they were doing it. Mm -hmm. And they were like, she's our friend. And she was like, yeah. You know. So that's the Ken and Barbie killers of Canada. Betsy's my best friend. And not only is she my best friend, but secretly we're lovers. We're lovers. Mm -hmm. I'm referencing a previous episode. If If you haven't listened to the podcast before. Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Yeah, that's messed up, man. And don't trust white people. <sighs> don't ever trust white people. Don't trust white I people. I just, I love that meme always. That's the dad from Pocahontas coming out like, these white men are dangerous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. White men and women. She abducted that girl from a church parking lot. Mm-hmm. Awful. White, white people. So I bring it up again because she was recently in the news with this don't fuck with cats killer because he tried to make himself famous by saying that he was being accused of dating her and she's like i don't fucking know this dude (laughs) so that's uh that's that story that came across go watch that documentary it is crazy fucked and don't trust white people and don't fuck with cats i still don't watch that i still don't watch bikram oh (laughs) that one that one gets me. I know. It gets you. Cuts you down. It does. I just... Because he's such a sack of shit. 
and he's still out there. Yeah. Shitty Man. shit shit. People are crazy. Shitty Be men. good to each other. Be good to us. Write us a five-star review on, on yeah. iTunes. If you like what we do, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Facebook. Leave a little comment. Makes us feel good. We are still and always have been doing stickers. So if you do leave us a five-star review, send us a screenshot and your address, and I'll send you a fucking sticker. Yeah, in the sticker mail. motherfucker. Um, yeah, we're still doing a lot of things. We're still putting shit together we have goals we're accomplishing things so we're just winding down the year and guess what we won't see you guys until next year oh my god yeah like the next episode comes out next year 2020 2020 enjoy the rest of your 2019 everyone get ready you bitches get ready for 2020 we're coming at you back on our bullshit happy holidays you guys if you want to support our show of course the best way you can do that is by subscribing to our patreon we have one dollar five dollar and fifteen dollar donation levels and of course the other way that you can support us without your money because money is great but there are other ways but we get it like writing us a five-star review on itunes on spotify on stitcher anywhere where you listen to podcasts follow us us on Instagram, Dead Time Stories with a Z, all one word. Follow us on Facebook. And of course, you can email us because we love, love, love your emails. Sarah gets hyped. Yeah. I do. Dead Time Stories with a Z, all one word at gmail.com. Yep. That's us. That's us. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. How did that not win? How did that not win? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know what? It was some bullshit. We've got, we've got bigger and better things coming in the future. We do. Because you know what? We always have this podcast. We do. We and always, we always have you, our we, five oh, listeners. I was going to say, we always have each other. Oh, we have well, yeah. You. That's unspoken. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Keep listening to our show, you we'll guys. We'll be back next year. See you next year. Bah, 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 bah. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead, Dead Time Stories. Happy holidays. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 